This is the Barbecue Central Show Archives. The Barbecue Central Show airs live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and is brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices and a host of other products that make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Visit them online at thebbqguru.com or call them 800-288-GURU. And by Big Papa Smokers, creators of fabulous rubs, online retailer of grills, accessories, apparel, and creators of their own barbecue contest. Visit them online at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, creators of injections and rubs, sweeping the nation, doing well in competitions and in the backyard. You can visit them at ButcherBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers, official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Call 440-943-2700 and use key term Barbecue Brother when you talk to Steve. Or visit them online at StephenDeFranco.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, one of the best pellet grills you can get on the market today. Varying sizes, not only for your capacity of cooking, but for your budget as well. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com for more information. And by El Diablo Mustard. Looking for a little bit of heat and flavor and regular old yellow mustard? El Diablo has you covered. Six different flavors to choose from currently. And you can find them at LDiabloMustard.com. And by CookingPellets.com. Have a pellet-driven cooker? Why not try out some of the best pellets on the market? And will not void any of your warranties, by the way. CookingPellets.com is the website. And by CookShack, a premier manufacturer of electric and pellet-driven cookers, giving barbecue classes located in Ponca City, Oklahoma. Always running some kind of a special deal. Check them out at CookShack.com. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. does that happen? I don't even remember the last time that's happened. Blew a fuse and the whole thing took a dump skis. Just like that. Wow. As I said, I don't remember the last time we burned, uh, blew a fuse and had everything go kaput. Uh, but nonetheless, that's what happened. We're back up and running. Welcome to the show, folks. It's the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. 
It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. If you want to jump in tonight, jam-packed show, but if we can get you in where we can fit you in, more than happy to have you. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com is the email jo- uh, is the, <laughs> is the uh, email address. Uh, so go ahead and get at me. Should you see fit, uh, lots of great things uh, will be happening tonight as I race to try and get things set up for the round of interviews that we have. Meathead Goldwyn will be stopping by tonight. We'll be talking about some fun items that I will not tip you to in advance. Also, uh, Jim Elser, Sweet Smoke Q, will be joining us in the second hour. And helping me close the show tonight, Robin Lindars, the Grill Girl. Exciting news on many fronts with uh, Robin. So looking forward to uh, catching up with Robin and seeing what's going on with her. Jim Elser talking about the big win, uh, of course, most notably at the World Food Championships on the barbecue side. So uh, absolutely ecstatic about the guests we got and abbreviated open. Well, abbreviated the fact that we were down for four or five minutes with the fuse blow. But we are back up and running now, and uh, we are set and ready, hopefully. Meathead, I apologize in advance because of what's happened here. You're probably not going to be able to see me in video, but I do have the pictures. No problem. We'll be uh, rocking and rolling. All right. We are ready to rock, ready to run. Fun times ahead. Meathead Goldwyn will be joining me coming up out of the break. Happy holidays from your pals over at Cook Shack, ladies and gentlemen. Need an idea for a great gift for someone special in your life? How about a Cook Shack smoker pellet grill? Make them a barbecue genius with the easy-to-use smokers and pellet grills now until December 17th. You can take advantage of a 10% off the list price of any Cook Shack residential electric smoker. Fast Eddies by Cook Shack, FEC 100, pellet-fired smoker, or pellet grill models, PG 500 and PG 1000. That is a savings of up to almost $420. The Smokehead, which is the SM009-2, the Smokehead Elite, the Super Smokehead Elite, and the AmeriQ are the electric smokers that make it easy to add real wood smoke to your foods. They are inexpensive to operate, very energy efficient. The PG 1000 and 500 are pellet grills. They feature four-zone cooking and pellet broiler technology. They are solidly built with commercial-grade quality. The FEC 100, of course, the choice of many championship barbecue teams and is guaranteed to hold enough barbecue for all your friends and family. All Cook Shack products come with a no-risk 30-day money-back guarantee. What does that mean? It means you can cook on it all you want for 30 days. And then after, before 30 days, if you don't like it, you send it back, you get a full refund. Who else is doing that on the Internet? Who else is doing that in person? Nobody. That's who. Cook Shack is. They're doing it right now. To order online, just use promo code HOHOHO14. That's HOHOHO14 when you check out at cookshack.com or call Cook Shack directly at 800-423-0698. Tell their friendly sales staff you want the HOHOHO14 deal you heard here on the Barbecue Central Show. With a Cook Shack smoker or pellet grill, you can celebrate barbecue every day. And twice on Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and so forth as you go ahead. Don't forget, promo code HOHOHO14 when you check out at cookshack.com or HOHOHO14 when you call them and talk to a friendly sales staff member, 800-423-0698. That's 
423-0698. And be sure that you tell them that you heard about the Ho 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 14 deal on the Barbecue Central show. They will be happy that you did that. I'll be happy that you did We'll all be happy that everybody did it. And again, you can save up to $419 on a uh, cook shack, electric or pellet-driven, FEC 100, PG 500 and 1000. Of course, all those electric grills. I did tweet out or uh, Instagram, a tweet too, I believe. Uh, my dad smoked, which he loves, when I was down in Florida uh, a couple weeks ago. All right, uh, coming up, Meathead coming out of the break. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Welcome back, 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Uh, Meathead Goldwyn coming up. Jim Elser, Sweet Smoke Q, Robin Lindars rounding out the guest troupe on the show tonight. Stick around for all the fun and frivolity that is sure to ensue. Uh, my first guest, as mentioned, runs the most prolific barbecue and grilling website on the face of the earth. And we are going to be talking about who knows what tonight, but let's go ahead and welcome back friend of the show, Meathead Goldwyn, joining us here on the Barbecue Central Show. Meathead, how are you, buddy? I'm great. How is the lead guitar in the Rock and Roll Hall of oh, Fame of Barbecue? We are bleeding the proverbial fingers. Meathead, let me tell you a quick story. Yeah. Uh, you know, my day job sees me uh, planing around, literally, uh, different folks uh, chartering to this area and that area. And lo and behold, a little bit before my time, I know, but maybe it's something you can dig. And they're actually showing up in your city here sooner or later in the next couple of weeks. You ever heard of uh, Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet Band? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, my generation. I met all of the band, minus Bob Seeger, of course. He's way too important to fly on my plane. He's got his own plane. But all the other people I met, including the lead saxophone player for the uh, Silver Bullet Band. Do you know what his name is? No. Okay, how is this for either irony or I'm going to change my name? Saxophone player's name is Alto Reed. Excellent. I mean, Excellent. Alto Sax, Reed. You think that's Reed, his real name? I don't know. It's probably like Murray Goldfarb or something yes, like that. Yes, yes. Alto <laughs> Reed for a saxophone player is absolutely spectacular. So. Just like my real name is Meathead. Yeah, right, Meathead. <laughs> of course it is. All right, uh, Meathead. So uh, we have you on once a month. We talk about uh, different stuff. So uh, let me ask you something. Um, what have you been doing today? You know, I wonder about people like you who have, you know, struck it on the Internet and, you know, what, what people do, you know, like you, what people do like me. So what are you doing today? Just, uh, you know, what's well, a thumbnail? My, my typical day is, I, I, I think I mentioned, I hired a chef back in spring. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Cordon Blue Train chef. 
really nice young man, and he's really talented. And we cook together. I mean, I come up with recipes. I hand him the recipes. He tells me they're crazy. We bounce them back and forth. <laughs> but um, today, we did a dress rehearsal. I have a very special uh, dinner I'm doing. Uh, now, I don't do catering. I don't do dinners. Um, but on Thursday night, we're doing a very special dater, dinner, and the menu is just absolutely exciting. Um, it, I'll give you an idea. I, I'm calling it um, Kissed by Fire and Hugged by Smoke. Yes. Um, we're, we're opening up. There's an open bar, and we're Ooh, opening I'm up in. with um, um, uh, Bloody Meatheads, <laughs> which are... <laughs> If Robin is out there, she'll recognize it as a variation on the infamous rim job. Oh, boy. <laughs> Quickly degrading. But it's a Bloody Mary with a barbecue rub, uh, my Memphis dust around the, uh, the lip of the glass. Yeah. And then it has a, um, uh, a pork rib as a stir stick. Um, and then for um, appetizers, we're doing a lovely smoked salmon mousse on cucumber and then rye toast. Um, Followed by what I call illegal burnt ends. These are real. I'm, I'm using Wagyu um, brisket point, and I'm making burnt ends the usual way. Um, you know, smoke them up and uh, cube them, toss them around with a little barbecue sauce. Yeah. But just to make them a little illegal, Ooh. I throw them in a frying pan with some uh, duck fat and crisp them along the edges. Oh. Oh my, they're good that way. It's probably get you kicked out of a competition, but if you don't get <laughs> caught, it might win you some money. Um, and then we're doing uh, pigs in a poke, <coughs> andouille sausage um, that we make mm. from scratch. We smoked it, and we put them in little pouches of puff pastry. Um, and uh, that, So that's the appetizers. Um, for the entree, uh, we have these wonderful double-wide Duroc pork chops, oh. um, and I use my Simon and Garfunkel rub, which, as you can guess, is mostly parsley, sage, rosemary, thyme, and a few other goodies. Weed. Um, and um, a morel cream sauce. Um, we, my wife and I celebrated our 40th anniversary this year, and we went to Paris. Look at you. 40 years. Somebody can put up with years. you for 40 years? Can you imagine a woman putting up with this for 40 years? Produce this woman. I doubt that this is actually the yeah, case. Yeah, it's true. All right. And uh, we, uh, we, we ate our way all around town. And one of these little bistros we went to, I had this chicken breast that was badly overcooked in this marvelous sauce. And I've been able to recreate the sauce. It has morels, cream, and a wine reduction. And so we're doing the chop in that. And, I, um, and then some seared Brussels sprouts with homemade maple smoked bacon and then a balsamic syrup. And if you guys haven't tried making a reduction of balsamic, just go buy yourself the cheap balsamic in the grocery store. Uh -huh. Be careful. It's got sugar added, so you reduce it at a low temp. If you reduce it at a high temp, it'll harden and turn to hard candy, which makes a really nice lollipop. But um, um, you can make this marvelous drizzly syrup, which is really good on ice cream and stuff. But we're going to do that on the uh, uh, bacon and Brussels sprouts. Oh. And then Duchess potatoes, which have been smoked. These are um, um, Yukon Golds. We're smoking them, and we smoked some um, uh, gar uh, some heads of garlic and mashed them together with a ricer and then um, squeezed them out of a uh, pastry uh, uh, tube 
and made like little pyramids and then put them Jeez, in the uh, oh, oven until they got crispy on the edges. Where Where is this? Oh, God. It's, it's, a, it's a small group of about 10 people, and it's just uh, special friends. And um, uh, it's, uh, it, it, I'm just thrilled that the, the two of us are going to work our asses off for the meal. Um, yeah. Uh, and then finally dessert, we're grilling some pound cake with mm. some um, – uh, now, I don't know this brand of ice cream, but it's apparently in Ohio don't from know. Cincinnati. You have Breckers? Never heard of it. Beckers, Breckers, somebody out there know it? It's supposed to be like, everybody tells me it's the world's best ice cream with uh, a hot buttered rum sauce. Mm. So that's what we've been doing. We've been rehearsing the dinner, just making sure we get it right. I am so full. Um, and then my wife decided tonight it's Christmas season. She's baking snickerdoodles. Oh, so this place has just been rocking today. Heaven forbid. Oh my goodness. Oh man, it's been a good day. Let me it, ask you before we get into uh, the topic of the evening. I saw a write-up on young meathead Goldwyn from some rag in the local Chicago area. Can you? Yeah, can you? Was, cl- my mother wrote it. Yeah, right. Can you claim <laughs> validity in this article that? Currently, AmazingRibs.com is grossing a half a million dollars in ad revenues. Is that true? No, that's not just ad revenue. It's total revenue. Um, you have been very kind to speak, speak nicely about our new Pitmaster Club. Yes. And that has made – got to tell you, folks, this Pitmaster Club, first of all, it's a good value. Members who belong tell me – that my imitation of Greg Rampey and the interviews I do with uh, Pitmasters for an hour <laughs> is alone worth it. And we need to talk about how to monetize this venture. But um, um, it has made a massive difference in our bottom line. Um, $23.95 a year. We already have more than 4,000 members. Add to that advertising revenue. Add to that the finder's fee that Amazon and others pay us for uh, products that we love and we tell people about. And it's pretty close to half. All right. Well, good for you. God damn it. No, I'm supporting four families. Well, hey, Um, I'm having a great time. I'm doing what I love. We're writing. And I I think most folks out there think we're actually doing some good. So, uh, um, you know, I come downstairs in my sweatpants every morning and go to work. And it just couldn't. uh, the, The only downside is I'm just gaining weight, man. Oh, geez. Hey, if that's the only downside, I guess uh, it's otherwise a successful venture. So congratulations to you. Well, re- you. well deserved and the hard work uh, paying Thank off. And certainly love to see that. All yeah, right, that so, was from Sh- Crane's Chicago business. Yes, that's right. And Crane's runs in several towns around the country, yeah. and they're a business-oriented publication. So they did a nice job. So tonight's topic, Meathead, uh, is fried chicken. So the... Easy question for me to ask Meathead is, why are we talking about fried chicken on what is typically a barbecue and grilling show? Do you like fried chicken, Greg? Does a bear shit in the woods? <laughs> the answer is yes, by the way. Anybody out there yeah. in uh, oh. the, uh, the, uh, um, the chat room who, who doesn't like fried chicken, raise your hand. Yeah, that, that would be uh, everybody Nobody. loves fried chicken, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, how often do you cook fried chicken, Greg? Never. Yeah, why? I go to Kentucky Fried Chicken and get fried chicken. <laughs> or if I'm in Saratoga Springs, I go to Hattie's Fried Chicken, a destination across the nation. Big yeah. name check, yeah, yes. Of course. Yes. But yeah, no, I, I don't. Mean, it's I a don't. pain in the neck, isn't it? It could. It's perceived definitely to be like a messy task. And 
could well, be it hot. all over the place. You it screw smokes. it up. Oh, yes, right. I mean, it's off the smoke. So alarm. many negatives. So many negatives. Yeah, yeah. And then you got all the you got to remove the chicken and the dripping. Yeah. Oh, something Blake's Blake's a Popeyes fan. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm here to tell you that fried chicken is a barbecue food. Really? Now I know that you and I have gone round and round about my definitions of barbecue, but um, uh, this is a stretch. I will admit, but. I'm telling you, if you love fried chicken, it's right there on your deck. Go out there, and I use my gas grill. Can you can you throw up slide number one? Oh, absolutely. Hold on. Now I'm not slide seeing number one. you on Skype. Yeah, like I, I know. Well, I blew a, I tripped a breaker right as we came on, and then I had to quickly get back on the air, and I forgot to enable the output so you can see everything. But right now, I have the Dutch oven on your uh, gas grill. Don, Don Geiger wants to know if you blew a fuse. Is No, well, I tripped a breaker, of course. It blew a fuse. <laughs> what am I, Ralphie over here in the Christmas story for crying out loud? Okay, okay. Yeah. That's, uh, um, Come on. Um, are you able to get that picture up? I have yeah, not yeah, it's up. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, you can see this is just a... Um, uh, cast iron, um, Dutch oven. Yeah. Um, uh, and I put about three quarters of an inch of cooking oil in there and you can use just any old cooking oil and a neutral olive oil, corn oil, something with a high smoke point is good. Corn oil works. Um, what about uh, peanut canola oil? oil is a good one. And, and I, we, Ryan and I went through every kind of dredge and coating known to man. Yeah. Um, a lot of people like to let it marinate overnight in buttermilk. Um, some people just simply dredge it in, in, in flour. Some people buttermilk, then flour. Some people eggs, then flour. Some people um, uh, uh, cornflakes. Um, uh, breadcrumbs, all kinds of variations you can experiment. We did them all. We tried them all. And what simply worked for us is just take the cold chicken yep. and um, dip it in flour. And good, I'm keep it up there for if you would a yep, little bit. It's up there. This is a classic four burner grill, and the left two burners under the pot are on high. You got to close the lid before you put the chicken in and bring it up to around 375. Now, you don't have a lot of oil. You can fill it with oil and get it really deep and deep fry it. But the fried chicken experts say, and I haven't had a chance to test this, and you know me, I'm always testing. But the fried chicken experts say, don't deep fry. They say the best fried chicken is a shallow fry yep. where the top of the chicken is sticking out of the oil so steam can come out. Um, I'm not quite sure I understand all of the physics and science there, but this is what the old Southern grandmas do, and I'm not going to argue with an old Southern grandma, at least for this first round of tests. So that's just breaded chicken on the left in about three-quarters of an inch of oil uh, at 375, and it takes about five or six minutes to get really golden. You check the underside, then you flip it, and when you're done, when they're golden and they're, you don't want to get them too dark, you test them with your thermometer, and if they're still not quite right, you want to go to 165. That's your USDA safe number. And we've talked about safe chicken before. Yeah. Um, it's really worthwhile sticking to the USDA number for chicken. I did a pork chop today at 135, which is well below USDA, and I'm going to be just okay. But chicken, don't screw with the temperature guides. 
And if it's not quite there, you just take it out of the pot and lay it on the grates next to the pot. That's where the burners are off, and you just close the lid. And it cooks in the pot, and it roasts indirect, stays crispy. It's just like popping it in the oven, yeah. and you can hold them there, and they drain. And the whole thing, I mean, it's just so simple. If it smokes, you're outdoors. Who gives a darn? If it spatters, you're on the grill. Who cares? Um, uh, and and if it and draining it, it's just easy. It just drips right through. I like doing it on the gas grill because you don't need charcoal and you don't need all the smoke. We played with smoke and a few other things, and we played with all kinds of variations. And you know what we like the best? Plain old dipped in flour and fried. All of the fancy other dips and everything were fun. And they were interesting, yeah, yeah. but just plain old flour, and boy, they were good. We got great crusts on them. No, um, no, like a liquid dip before into the flour. Uh, no. Just cold chicken flour, and then boom no. into the grease. Unbelievable! Just wow. Yeah, I mean, we we tried it with the egg. What happens is, can you actually? Let's see. Let me. I think it's slide number two. Let me All see. Right. Um, slide number two. Yeah, pull up slide number two. All right, got it up there. Nope. There yeah. you go. Uh, this is slide number two. Um, this is a slightly different dip, and let's just skip right on past that and get down to the next slide, number three. All right. We're there. And there it is coming along. Now, you can see we got the really craggy, jaggy stuff going on here. That's with an egg dip first and then the flour uh -huh. um, and, and buttermilk and such. And then let's go ahead and jump right on into slide number four. Right. Um, Where are they? Uh, wow, look at that. Slide number four. Yeah. There you go. Um, just sitting there draining. It wasn't quite, you know, they usually fry up to about 155, 160 in a few minutes sitting there in the indirect side. And it, they drain the oil right off and they just roast up nice and crisp. That raggy, jaggy, that was, we used a hot, spice blend before we did the dip to try to do a, um, a, a Nashville style. You know, Nashville makes hot. It turns out the hot Nashville style is just a hot sauce poured over it in most yeah. cases. And that hot sauce is blended usually with the frying oil. Really nice and good and greasy. Uh, that's good stuff. You know what's one of the better ones we had? We... Um, we marinated the chicken for about an hour in pickle juice. Pickle juice? Pickle juice. Oh, great. Oh, it, it, you know, it tasted like... Dirty fried chicken. Yeah, okay. No, um, um, you know, um, um, what's the potato chips? Um, vinegar and salt? Yeah, salt and vinegar potato yeah, chips. Yeah, salt and vinegar potato chips. It, it, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. But you can play with this, guys. It's really simple. Now, a couple of things you got to keep in mind. When you put cold chicken in hot oil, yeah, yeah. the oil bottoms out in a hurry. It goes. You, you want to start around 375. It'll dump right on down to three, 325 in a hurry, and it takes a while to come back up. So you want a really heavy-duty cast iron pot if you've got one or an enamel pot. The heavier the pot, the more heat it will retain, the better you off you are. You may have to wait 10 minutes between batches to get the oil back up to temp. Um, 
I see um, uh, Kinger is asking about the secret yeah, herbs, herbs and spices. spices. Right. I yeah. was going to ask you, you about can, that. You can mix those in with the with the uh, flour. Um, you can mix your own blend. Uh, I use, you know, my my favorite chicken blend is my um, uh, uh, Simon and Garfunkel blend. You can mix it in with the flour, or you can just sprinkle sprinkle it right on the meat before you flour it, which is much more economical. You don't waste as much flour, um, seasoning. Are you getting a lot of flavor though in that when you're putting yes. it in there and then you're deep yes. frying it? You're not losing anything. No, no. And I got to tell you, and maybe this is a bias, I was raised in the South, even though I'm in Chicago now. I was raised in the South. Um, the, the simple chicken dipped in flour was to me the simple. Now, the simplest, the most elegant. Now, people who read my website and follow know that I'm not really big on monkeying with the natural flavors of food. I like the nat, you know, if it's swordfish. Turkey, I'm not going to inject turkey with Cajun spices and stuff. I want turkey to taste like turkey. Yeah. So it may not surprise anybody that the simplest, the one I liked the best, was just dipped in flour. But you can try dipping it in buttermilk. You can try dipping it in egg. And then after the buttermilk or the egg, you can move to flour. You can move to cornflakes. You can move to uh, panko. Yeah, you can panko. move to seasoned breadcrumbs. Um, you can try all of those options to find what you want. Or you can marinate overnight. You can brine it. Um, you can um, before you dip, obviously. Um, and the pickle, the pickle juice, that's a brine. It's got a lot of salt in it, and it's got vinegar, um, salt and vinegar ch potato chips. That was so much fun. I didn't prefer it to the classic old simple dipped in flour, yeah. but it was sure good. Meathead Goldwyn joining me here on the show. AmazingRibs.com is his website if you want to check it out, join the Pitmasters Club, whatever it is. Uh, Meathead, let me put you on ice here just for a second while we uh, talk about a good friend of mine and yours, Sterling Ball from uh, Big Papa Smokers. That's right. Uh, Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, and even a kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has made a name for itself by making an award-winning line of championship rubs. Their rubs have won almost every major competition barbecue event, some even multiple times. The 2012 and 13 World Series of Barbecue in Kansas City, 2012 Jack Daniels Invitational, 2013 Kingsford Challenge, 2014 Houston Livestock and Rodeo, of course, many more to come with those blends and rubs and spices. BPS also banded together with fellow California barbecue rub company, Simply Marvelous Barbecue, what is formed now as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based barbecue rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profiles that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. They've even created two of their unique own competitions. Coming up, I believe, this weekend, King of the Smoker. Bringing the best of the best in barbecue head-to-head -head in a back-to-basics competition. King of the Smoker, unique in the fact that contestants may not use any electric device, such as a pellet cooker or a pit miner, just allowed to use charcoal wood and their wits to win one of the most high-stakes barbecue competitions around. The other one is the Guinea Pig, which is a cost-controlled competition that helps bring in newcomers to the competitive barbecue world. Also features pride distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category, which helps provide incentive to not only get but keep new competition teams in the world of barbecue. Top of all that, Big Papa has created a unique brand ambassador program, the BPS Elite Team, featuring 
15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition, barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, BPS has been able to do all of this within only the four-plus years they have been in business, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, creating their own unique competitions, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. It's just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers, the website BigPapaSmokers.com. Check them out. Support them. They support this show. Support the sponsors of the show. That's what I ask you to do first and foremost. We're back with more meathead, more chicken, and who knows what else right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. Uh, Meathead Goldwyn joining us here on the show. AmazingRibs.com creator. Host of the Pitmaster cast, or whatever you call those things over there in the uh, Pitmaster club. Um, Meathead, I, I would feel that maybe I'm not doing my job as a question asker or moderator of said conversation. But if we're doing fried chicken outside in a pot and there's flame and blah, blah, blah. Everybody always talks about deep frying turkey outside and the fire hazards that ensue. Uh, are there legitimate fire hazard concerns doing it this way with fried chicken or because it's uh, you know, more of a shallow and uh, controlled environment versus the explosive deep-fried turkey environment, it's, it's not such a worry. Well, anybody who's read my site and listened to your show with me on it knows that I am extremely safety conscious. There's not much of a risk here. Um, now, I notice in the um, um, in the, com- in, in, in the, uh, the, the chat, chat room, uh, Blake is talking about the classic shallow fry, which is done in a cast iron skillet. When you do that, that's when you got a lot of spattering. But you notice, if you want to throw slide one back up, yep. I'm using a large cast iron pot. Yeah, big Dutch pot. oven. Yep. So any spatters and flying oil are not getting out. They're, getting, they're, 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 they're safe in there. And even if a little bit drips off the chicken onto the, um, the burners down below, um, those burners are off if you on the right-hand side, right. so there's no flame under them. Now, when you crank it up the next day to grill a chicken, some of that oil that's dripped down onto the flavor bars is going to burn off and smell bad, and you just got to burn it off. It doesn't take long. Also, I'm looking at some other things in here in the... Um, Bob Parker's talking about buttermilk marinade, and I mentioned buttermilk. Uh, yeah, that always seems uh, to be like the hand-in-hand thing that people know, go to with We really tried it. Now, we yeah. didn't get scientific about it. I contacted um, a poultry scientist at the uh, University of Arkansas. Um, I talked to the, uh, our Dr. Blonder. I talked to Dr. Tony Motto, who's primarily a beef guy, um, about the effects of buttermilk. And the best anybody can come up with is that maybe – the acids are affecting things. I know, for example, in Indian cooking, they also often marinate in yogurt, which is similar to buttermilk in some ways. But every time we did it, unless my palate is fading, and it probably is, you know, your your palate fades as you age, yeah. I could not discern in side-by-side blind tastings any significant difference that I could repeat. Taste it now. 
here's my favorite. Come back 10 minutes, taste it now, and show the same one. I, I just didn't. And the problem with buttermilk is it burns. It darkens. Notice how dark that last slide is. Those those dip it in egg, dip it in buttermilk, they darken real fast before the meat cooks, and you want the meat cooked. So for me, I skip the buttermilk. I skip the... Um, uh, the eggs, I just dust it in flour, roll it around, season it, dust it in flour, fry it, and by golly, it's good. Wow. Um, do you, also, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, do you have a, a now dedicated fried chicken area on AmazingRibs.com? I, we're working on that. I'm yeah. going to do some more. We, we've, we've recently done um, Hush Puppies. We did, um, uh, we've done several fried things, and we're playing more and more. Uh, because I now consider f- deep frying, or shallow frying in this case, my outdoor... Co- I mean, there's no way my wife would let me do this in the kitchen. Um, and, and, and it's just a mess, uh, but it's an outdoor cooking technique. Hey, you know, I mean, you guys, Outdoor Cooking Network, you, the motto, of the, if it's not cooked outdoors, it's not cooking. Anything right. you can cook outdoors, I say, you can... Anything you can cook indoors, you can cook just as well or better outdoors. There was another question in the uh, in the uh, mosh pit over here about um, uh, the um, flash points of oil, flash point or the smoke yeah. points of different oils. Yeah. And um, I have an article on fats and oils on AmazingRibs.com where I talk about the um, the smoke points of each of the oil. I list most of the common cooking oils and their smoke points. Um, uh, for example. I'm looking at it now. Um, I, I, I break them down into three categories: vegetable oils, um, olive oils, pure olive oil. Um, uh, about 440 virgin olive oil, about 420 extra virgin olive oil, around 375 peanut oil, around 450. Canola oil around 400. These numbers, and if you research them on the internet, the numbers change from site to site because it's not a, a a fixed thing. It has a lot to do with the manufacturer and how they do it. Um, soybean oil 450 to 500, pretty high smoke point there. Um, uh, uh, regular shortening around 330. Um, animal fats, and I, I get in all of them in, in here. Uh, I try to get, cover the cover the range. But um, a, a non a, a cheap olive oil is good, or a canola oil, uh, peanut oil is good. You always worry about peanut oils and peanut products and allergies out there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, oh look, Kinger! Oh, King Kinger is such a great friend. Yeah, he I know. I've asked him to link. be on the show, but he's like, he no. Just posted the link. We'll never, God, never come on the show. Either. What's that? I said, I've asked him to come on the show a bunch of times. He's always like, no, I'm Canadian. I'm too good for you. Get out. I swear. He's, he does videos. Uh, I know. Fun. Why they're do you think I asked fun. him to be on the show? He won't do he it. Great fun video. He's, I know. he's a sweetheart. He's too modest. Yeah, he's, he's modest. Exactly. He's shy. He's afraid he'll all the girls will, 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 will fawn over him. Right. Um, um, wait, so- let, me, let me ask you something. Uh, as far as oil is concerned, once you're done using it, uh, do you yeah. have any best ways or techniques of uh, siphoning and cleaning and reusing and rules yeah, on reusing that, and all that stuff? This is the age-old bugaboo about deep frying. Or Now, shallow frying, you're not using a lot. I mean, in that big old cast iron pot, I'm probably using two cups. 
Um, but uh, I mean, I've done deep fried turkey. In fact, this summer I decided I, I've never been, a, I've tried deep fried turkey. I've never been a huge fan of it. I still think smoked turkey is better to my palate. But I thought, aha, deep frying duck or goose makes a lot of sense because there's a lot of fat under the skin. So Ryan and I deep fried a duck, uh, several of them, as a matter of fact, and they were just oh. smoked. It was better shallot fried. In any case, I ended up, I got this five-gallon jug of fry oil in my garage. What the hell am I going to do with that? I A lot of restaurants actually recycle the oil. Yeah. So if you've got a buddy at a restaurant, you can go to them if you've got a big jug of oil and maybe ask them, hey, you know, I'm a regular customer. Uh, uh, can I dump some of my fry oil in your fry oil recycling vat? And they, they, sometimes they get paid for it, so they might actually welcome you. Other times they just may say, get out of here, kid. Um, um, I have been known to walk the dog early in the morning. Yeah through the alley behind the restaurants and kind of leave a little, <laughs> a little surprise gift. package yeah. for the restaurant. Santa, Santa Meathead has left another grease package. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wipe all the fingerprints off of it and run like hell. Yeah. Um, but it, it is an issue. You don't want to dump that down the toilet. Um, it, it can clog up sinks and drains. Um, uh, you, so, it, it, you know, excess fry oil is a problem. Actually, Dr. Blonder, was it him? Yeah, somebody sent, he, with Dr. Blonder, I think, sent me a link to a Japanese product that you add to excess fry oil and it solidifies it. Oh. And you can just throw it in the trash can. Um, but I can't find the stuff on the U.S. market. Yeah, well, it's probably because it's completely illegal. Let me let me ask you. Uh, we got uh, about five minutes left here. Uh, well, I guess a is there anything that you need to tie up on the uh, the fried chicken stuff, or have we pretty much covered it? Yeah, I think we've covered the basics. I haven't written any of this yet. This is all new stuff. Um, if you got questions, drop me a note. You guys can reach me at the website. But um, it's just fun, and if and everybody out there likes fried foods. Yeah. Um, I have calamari, although actually I prefer grilled calamari to fried. Um, but you, you can you can play with it, and I like the idea of using these large pots. So there's a minimum of spattering, which reduces any kind of flare-up risk. But even if you use a shallow frying pan. You're just not going to burst into flames, and uh, I don't, I, you know, turn into the Mockingjay. You know, uh, my mommy and I deep fried uh, stuffing balls for Thanksgiving. Wow! So after after Thursday, we had a, a surplus of stuffing and a surplus yeah. of mashed taters. And I said, gee, well, so I had uh, Sam, the cooking guy on a uh, week before, and he made um, kind of similar to you, how you kind of put them in the, in the, uh, the muffin tin type of yeah, thing. So he yeah. was baking some stuffing balls. And I was like, man, there's a, there's gotta be a way we can amp it up. And my mom's like, yeah, of course we can deep fry those little bastards. Yeah. I was like, yeah, mom. So we, uh, we chilled the stuffing and then, you know, she made them into like little ping pong balls. Uh, egg wash, panko breadcrumbs, and then we dropped the stuffing balls in there. And, man, they were fantastic. And then we tried to do the same thing with mashed potatoes. And the first 10 worked great, but we left them out. So they started to defrost a little bit. And then yeah. once they hit the oil, they escaped 
out of the breading and uh, leaked into the oil, which was a shame. But those first 10 or 15 were sublime little morsels in your mouth. So oh, I wow. agree. you got to pin this technique now. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's good stuff. So uh, I agree with you that everybody loves the fried food. So let me ask you this quick question here before I let you go and appreciate the time as always. Uh, obviously, holiday season coming up. Do you have one or two or three items that you are suggesting people consider with a discretionary income for the barbecue or griller in your life? Well, you know, I mean, I hate to sound like a broken record. You can probably guess what I'm going to say. I'm just, your audience probably all knows this, but there is no single thing that will improve a backyard cook than a good digital thermometer. Yeah. It is the single most useful tool. I mean, um, uh, we were testing this double-wide pork chop tonight. We started it in the sous vide machine Ooh. and then moved it outdoors and cooked it over wood to finish it. And we wanted it at 135, which is rare, well, medium, yeah. still pink. Yeah. Uh, this, this, is, this, is, this is what I use now. And I love the Thermapen. Everybody knows I'm a, I'm a huge fan of This is Thermaworks also. But this, look at, I don't know if you can see how... Yep. thin that Very that's thin. a that's a hypodermic and the best thing is is it comes off oh. and you can plug other probes in like cables with probes that go so you can put like a probe in in the brisket a probe in the turkey a probe in the uh um uh, 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 shoulder and a probe in the oven and just move this from unit to unit. And, 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 and at my request, Thermoworks made a kit with several of the different probes. And they're, these are, um, these are um, really fast. This is like a two-say. It's just as fast as a Thermapen, but it's much skinnier. M- much skinnier. And it, it, I, it's, it's, this is my go-to. Um, um, and it's really like a two-second read. Um, and then the kit is really nice because you can – attach it to the only thing is is it doesn't fold up and i have stand yeah. myself on this sucker yeah, bet. and it is vicious um i keep it in like a little pouch I, actually it's not even a thermal works pouch but um something that's got some padding so you're not running yourself through yeah it. Yeah. yeah it's it's nasty but uh, that's my go-to that's my standard i've used it every day for years um and because it's really and you can really get a pin, pinpoint reading of because sometimes, you know, if you're like checking um, uh, a chicken breast, there's a thick part and a thin part, yeah. and it can be really different from location to location. Any other item that you like that you want to tell anybody about? 30 seconds or less? 30 seconds or less. I'm drawing a blank. I know um, what it is. Go over to AmazingRibs.com and join up for the Pitmasters Club. Oh, my God. Jeez, leading you down the primrose path, you Mrs. Bueller. Lead me down the wow. path. That's yeah. Right. Hey, um, our Pitmaster Club is a really cool place. Um, it's a real fellowship place to hang out and exchange ideas and recipes and other things. And these seminars that we're doing, I just did an hour and a half with Dr. Blonder all about smoke. Just about smoke. And it was really kind of cool. And there's other stuff out there. Next month, we're going to do um, an hour with um, Artie Davis on his favorite barbecue joints in America. And, um, and then the following month, we have Crystal Lily on chicken. So, yeah, that would be a nice gift, twenty three ninety five. Thank you very much, Greg. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, as always, uh, the pleasure is mine, Meathead. And believe it or not, we will see you in the new year. Wow. 
Watch out, 2015. It's been a great year for me. I hope it's yeah. been a great year for I know you're in a new house. Yeah. You got your whole new setup going. Uh, you got your new job. Um, happy holidays. Happy New Year to you and all of your listeners. I've enjoyed talking to you guys this year, and I look forward to talking to you guys every month next year. Here we go. 2015 is on the rise, and it's Meathead Goldwyn from Amazing ribs.com always appreciate the time meathead bringing the uh almost said barbecue chick bringing the fried chicken talk in a strong way tonight so if you have always wondered about fried chicken go back if you missed any of the show don't fret you can always get the show and replay i'll give you how to do that here in a minute but always appreciate the uh, the time and camaraderie with Meathead Goldwyn bringing a monthly segment to the show, as he always has. Doing the research. What do, I mean, what do I say? Do the research. Even if people don't agree with it, I mean, you can never fault Meathead, whether you agree with techniques or not. Whether it's the way your grandma did it or not, you can't ever say that he didn't take the time to put in the work and the effort to... Uh, have everything prepared and ready to present. He's always doing the work. Meathead Goldwyn. All right, let me talk to you about the longest-running sponsor of the show, located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the Barbecue Guru Gang. If you have been thinking about automatic pit-temperature control devices for anyone on your gift list this year, stop right here. This is the company that started it all. They are the creators of this technology. Why would you buy from anybody else? I don't know. Not familiar with how these little beauties work? not going to get into the minute detail, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature and once set, keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. This is real life, and you can take advantage of this technology today. Because maybe you're like me, a busy working professional, or perhaps you are constantly on the run with kids doing errands, and quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and uh, pen pit temperatures. I get it. The Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs, and then you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done, and the Guru maintains that potential Saturday. Currently, a number of different models to choose from. The CyberQ Wi-Fi is taking over competition scenes and backyards alike. The most expensive model, for sure. The most uh, feature-rich Guru, for sure. Uh, all the way on the other end of the spectrum, the cruise control of automatic potential control devices. The Party Q, starting at $149, recently got a facelift. Thing is super easy to work. Runs on a number of different cookers, bullet styles, the kettles, ceramic style cookers. Again, $149 for most. A AA battery driven. You can move it from one cooker to the next. If you're in the market for a cooker, look no further than the Onyx Oven. Been winning on the competition circuit as well as in backyards all over the country for years now. Fully insulated, holds a ton of meat, accommodates half and full pans for food service, works seamlessly. With any of the Guru pit temperature control devices, do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com and check out all their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. They will make sure you are outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru is a breakthrough in barbecue technology. All right, we're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. Uh, four minutes till the top of the hour. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show brought to you by CookinPellets.com. Got to get me some more cooking pellets, by the way. Your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cooks. It's not voiding any warranties. Relax, folks. You can buy other pellets that aren't your pellet cooker's pellets. And if they tell you it voids the warranty, guess what? Time for a new pellet cooker. Visit Cookin' Pellets at C-O-O-K-I-N, cookinpellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase Cookin' Pellets as well. All right. Thanks again to Meathead Goldwyn for joining me uh, the last two interview segments. Amazingribs.com is his website address. You can uh, check out the free information that is now labeling in the droves at AmazingRibs.com. You can also uh, buy a Pitmasters Club membership for yourself. You can buy two, one for yourself and one for a close friend. You can buy 20 and give them out as gifts for your work cohorts. Uh, again, aside from the uh, chat, well, not the chat room, but the message boards, which you can post questions on, you have the uh, video, the monthly video stuff that Meathead is doing as well. So a lot of value there for uh, just a shade under 24 bucks. Check it out, AmazingRibs.com. All right, well, we're going to step away here briefly. We'll reload for the second hour. Uh, in that second hour, you will find a visit with the pitmaster of Sweet Smoke Q and the current Florida Barbecue Association Team of the Year, the current reigning World Food Championship in the Barbecue Division. That is Jim Elser of Sweet Smoke Q. Also uh, helping me close the show tonight, Robin Lindars, the Grill Girl. Big announcement coming up. Big announcement coming up with her on a number of different fronts. So get ready for that. Uh, all that plus your phone calls, plus your emails. The Barbecue Central Show. Greg at the BBQ Central Show, 216-220-0966. I believe the phones have reset as well. So uh, we'll try and maybe uh, get a quick game in if we can with the Sweet Smoke Q Juice prize pack that Jim said that he would give away last week that I screwed up on. That was my bet. All things rectified, hopefully. Uh, we'll check it out here in the second hour. Stick around. I will uh, refresh in or fresh it. My libation. Do the same. Meet me back here in a couple minutes, and uh, we'll see you on the back side. It's the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network.
Hi, I'm Johnny Dam, host of the Damage Report radio show. When I'm not falling in love with the First Amendment all over again, I like to sit back, relax, and rub my meat to the Barbecue Central show. And now your host, Greg Rempe. Go, Greg. Yeah, rub that meat. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish, what? He ate fifty four wieners. But listen, Lavernius, shake a face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Ooh. Top men. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. I'm just uh, text messaging my mommy, telling her that the uh, stuffing balls are still going over in a wide range of fun and frivolity with the guest stars. Meathead Goldwyn freaking out with stuffed, deep fried, or deep fried stuffing ball. Thought it was great. They were delish. Friends, you found the Barbecue Central show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. I'm happy to have you aboard here along the show with me if you want to jump in, 216 Two two zero zero nine six six. Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. Your two bits of contact information. In fact, let's go ahead. Let's use the phone number right now. Let's give away the prize pack of Sweet Smoke Q Juice products. Uh, call in right now. We'll do winery or rehab. Two one six two two zero zero nine six six. Again, that's two one six two two zero. 0966. Hopefully, the phone number is uh, actually working. I know it's up and running, but no, wait, what? Uh, and we will play. Oh, where are we at? Got to find my music. Can't play winery or rehab without the music. 216 220. 0966. We tried to do it last week. The number was not working. It the bus shame. Oh, it is working now, though. I can tell you that. All Hello? right. Uh, we're going to go to area code 208. Uh, name and where you're calling from. Rimpy! Yeah, who's this? This would be the patio of the daddy Patio of the daddy John Dawson joining us. John, are you are you ready to play a little game called Winery or Rehab? Does the Pope crap in the woods? The answer, of course, is yes. Uh, actually, I don't know. Um, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you a name. 
You're going to tell me if you think it's a winery or a rehab, and you have to get two out of three right to win the Sweet Smoke Q Juice prize pack. John, are you excited? I'm excited. I know I am. All right, here we go. Uh, First name, winery or rehab? Sierra Tucson. Winery or rehab? I'm going to have to go with the rehab. You are right. That is a rehab. Sierra Tucson is a rehab. All right, so you are uh, more than 50% there. Next one you get right is a winner of the Sweet Smoke Q-Juice prize pack. Uh, The next one on the list is Palm Partners. Winery or rehab? Palm Partners. I am going to go... I'm going to have to go with uh, winery for 200, Alex. No. Uh-oh. That's all right. One more shot. This is for the proverbial all the marbles. John, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Uh, winery or rehab, John? Uh, four wins. Four wins. A winery or a rehab? That's going to be a winery. No. That's going to be a rehab. That is going to be a rehab. You're right. That's it. Sorry. Uh, Kinger, proving that you still are not good at this game. Good job. John gave it his very best effort. 216-220-0966. Call back in for everybody else that was calling in. That's right. All right, area code 631. Name and where you're calling from. Uh, Nick Gandiosi and Holbrook, New York. All right. How are you tonight, sir? How are you, man? Doing absolutely fabulous. Thank you for uh, calling in. We're going to play Winery or Rehab. Do you need any uh, lowdown on how the game is run, or are you all set? Yeah, I'm all set. All right. Here we go. Uh, First one, Three Horse Ranch, Winery or Rehab? Winery. Absolutely right. That is a winery. Nice. All right, next one, you get the Sweet Smoke Q-Juice prize pack. Are you ready? Let's do it. Cold Springs, winery or rehab? Rehab. No. Oh. I tricked you. We suck again. All right. <laughs> uh, this is for all the marbles. All right. For the Sweet Smoke Q-Juice prize pack from our friend Jim Elser over at Sweet Smoke Q. Uh your last name is Altamira. Altamira. Is it a winery or a rehab? Rehab. Yes, sir. It is a rehab. We got a winner, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Yeah. Well, congratulations. You're going to win a free prize pack of the Sweet Smoke Q Juice products. All you have to do is shoot me an email. Uh, Greg okay. at the BBQ Central Show.com. In the subject line, just put Sweet Smoke Q winner and then be sure to include an address. And I'll get that down to Jim, and you will have your succulent product. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling in tonight. There you go. Winner at Winery or Rehab. I guess we know that wasn't Jason Kinger playing that game, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everybody. We're here all week. Uh, Thank you to Jim Elser for providing the prize pack. 
Uh, Sweet Smoke and then the letter Q. SweetSmokeQ.com is the email address. If you want to, if you didn't win, like uh, John Dawson didn't win, go to Sweet Smoke Q and buy your own. Check it out. Try it out. Blah, blah, blah. We'll be talking to Jim after uh, the break coming up. Uh, Coming up on the show next week, it's too secret to even tell, so I will keep my mouth shut. Uh Right. I can tell you that under no uncertain terms, perhaps uh, the winner of the king of the smoker contest might find themselves on this show recapping the event. Let's do a taste test. Have you seen these? Cheryl's Cookies. My wife has found these on QVC from time to time. I believe this is actually where this particular batch came from. Uh, We did get Cheryl's Cookies at work today from one of our uh, partners. Uh, Various cookies. Uh, This is a sugar cookie. Take a look at it here. It looks very nice. Got a nice thickness to it. It's a soft, not too soft. Definitely looks like it's got a chew to it. And uh, let's take a taste test and see how good Cheryl's cookies are. Hmm. Making a mess. All right. So I'm getting flavors of flour. And then just a shade of like lemon or some type of citrus. Not overly sweet. There's some crystallized sugar on the top for perhaps more crunch than anything. Yep, there's a little, just a hint of uh, citrus. No, no almond. Or I believe as my mom would say, almond. You say that, mom? I don't know if I've ever expressed this... uh, it's got a, as you're chewing it, it has a creamy texture to it, I guess. In a pleasurable way. It's a pretty damn good cookie. I do find it a little weird that uh, they're all individually wrapped. Uh-oh. I mean, what are we, all germaphobes here to the nth degree? Cheryl's Cookies. I have no information on them. I imagine you could Google it and find it on your own if you are so inclined. I've had worse cookies. That's for sure. Public service announcement, folks, from the show sponsor, a self-professed barbecue junkie and somebody who can really help you sail through the holidays with minimal effort, Stephen DeFranco from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Literally weeks away. Remember how I've been saying for the last couple weeks, Remember back in February when I said rapidly coming to a close is 2014? Yeah, well, we are literally weeks away from both the end of the year and from the major holiday season. Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever it is you celebrate. Don't get left out in the cold or worse yet, screw up on the gift giving and be sleeping out in the cold. Help is right here with a click of the mouse, stephendefranco.com. That's D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O, stephendefranco.com. 
Call him at 440-943-2700. Consult with him. Visit the website. If you're not local, you know, I get it. It's probably not that easy. Go ahead and look at the website. Once you find a couple things that you like, give Steve a call. Again, 440-943-2700. Ask for Steve if he doesn't answer the phone. Say, hey, well, barbecue brother or sister, I'm looking at this particular item and or that particular item. And what can you do for me, Steve? You know, because it's all about us, right? Barbecue folks. And watch the price become a lot more attractive. It's not allowed by the manufacturers to really post the prices of the watches and some of the other stuff that he's selling there. But uh, deal with somebody that I deal with on a regular basis. Steve's the only guy I buy any type of jewelry from. Uh, All my repairs go to Steve. He's going to be repairing my grandfather's uh, ring here shortly. You don't want to go to the places in the mall that are only about covering cost of overhead and salaries and sales guys that suck trying to get a bigger commission check pushing you into items that you don't want. Don't go and deal with that crap. Talk to Steve, and he will ask the right questions. Not try and upsell you. Stay within budget. Try and help you convey the uh, emotions you're looking for with your particular purchase. And then uh, help after the sale, which is key in any business or industry. 440-943-2700, stephendefranco.com is the website to check it out. Watches, necklaces, glass jewelry, wood bowls, anklets, bracelets, earrings, diamond earrings, diamond rings, you name it, he's got it. The locally independent guy that supports this show, and you should support him as well. 440-943-2700, Stephen DeFranco, D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O. We're back right after this with Jim Elsner. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, just finishing up that Cheryl's cookie. Uh, let's see here. Total calories, 90. That's a good treat for me. Right. Very happy about that. I'm not going to get fat eating that cookie. Maybe if I eat nine of those cookies, I'll probably get fat. All right. uh, Joining me now, a reigning current uh, FBA team of the year, a current reigning world champion of barbecue, and a guy who's created some uh, very awesome barbecue products out there for the backyard guy and the competition cook alike. He is the pitmaster of Sweet Smoke Q, Jim Elser, joining me here on the show. Jim, how are you, bud? I'm good. How are you, Greg? I guess I should also say uh, cohort in Buckeye honking as well. We'll get into that yeah. a little later. We'll, we'll touch on that uh, probably as the interview ends. Uh, Jim, let me uh, first thank you for uh, taking the time out to join the show this evening. Obviously, I uh, tried to have you on um, a week or so ago. I was out of town, blah, blah, blah. But you have had a couple weeks now to take in the the winnings of and the happenings of the World Food Championships. 
Uh, so I guess the uh, first question is first, is this the first time you were out at World Food Championships? Now it's in its, uh, I believe, third year of livelihood, or have you been out uh, in, in subsequent years? Um, this was my second year. We were out there uh, last year. Didn't, didn't fare as well as we did this year. Were you able to use the experience last year to, to build on some type of a, of a learning curve or different strategy to apply this year, or just the experience made you that much more knowledgeable uh, going into this year? No, I think last year, you know, we, we really, um, you know, didn't, didn't know what to expect. You know, the format is kind of the format's a lot different than what we're used to doing in a competition, you know, our, our week in and week out competition. Uh, so they did the, pretty much the same format and uh, we, we, we learned some stuff out there last year and uh, I think it really helped us for this year. You know, maybe if you could on kind of a, maybe not like hugely in depth, but for the folks that know what happens at a barbecue competition, if they don't really know too much about the World Food Championships, I mean, how much of a change of pace is it for you to get out there and, and what kind of uh, paces are they putting you through? Well, you know, uh, a typical barbecue contest, you know, we, we roll in there on a Friday and, um, you know, we do our four four categories, you know, chicken ribs, pork and brisket. And then uh, for the world, they kind of spread it out. This year, they kind of spread it out. They, they spread it out over uh, four days. We uh, we cooked like an ancillary contest. We did a Cornish uh, hens and a potato salad. Um, and that, that didn't count for any points through, for the world, but... You know, it was uh, money, money on you know for that, and then a Friday, uh, Friday it was a People's Choice ribs. So we everybody had to cook some uh, some ribs for People's Choice, and then then Saturday was the actual KCBS uh, contest minus the chicken. Um, so you know it was a, a typical KCBS contest with a, and, and then that then we had awards uh, Saturday night, and they took the top ten teams of all the barbecue competitors and you know we were lucky enough to uh, finish fifth in that and uh and then the next day on sunday was they this year was surf and turf so we were provided some uh some salmon and we could do any other protein so we decided to do uh some uh some beef tenderloin and then uh we i think we hit it out of the park and came in first in the barbecue so we had a, uh, a day off on Monday and then to, to regroup. And then uh, Tuesday out there, we uh, cooked against the other uh, eight competitors or the first place competitors for the uh, final table. Do you find that going that many days is uh, more mentally taxing than, than you would normally find on a, on a given weekend just for the sheer you know, grunt of day after day after day? And even when you're not cooking, like you said, on Monday, you were, you were down. Yeah, well, Monday you know, it was a re- recuperation day. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I, I have to imagine yeah. it's still a, a mental task of thinking about oh. what it's going to be like the next day. Yeah, yeah, Mon- you know, Monday w- was really mental because we had to figure out, you know, what we were going to do, and you know, for the final table, we were, you know, there was really no stipulation what we cook is other than the barbecue. So we could have went, you know, out in left field, you know, and did did some crazy stuff. But we just, I just decided that, you know. I wanted to do the American barbecue, you know, this is the world food championship. So I want to, you know, when, when you talk about uh, American barbecue, uh, the first thing you think of is uh, chicken ribs. So that's what we decided to cook. And, um, and it turned out pretty well. We, you know, we were just a little short of, you know, um, that, that final table. 
But but back to back back to your question, you know, yeah, it it, it was definitely uh, you know being out in Vegas and you know that crazy stuff out there. It, it was a honestly, it was a long four or five days. Uh, do you because you're at Vegas and you know this is a city built solely on distraction and decadence and debauchery. Uh, do you have to keep your wits about you at all times because there's so much stuff that can easily distract you that that might take you away from the game? Yeah, yeah, and and, and I did that. I think we did that. Um, you know, I had a, I had a group of guys with me. Um, you know, helping me out, especially my brother Jeff. Uh, and everybody know you know who knows Jeff is you know he's a he's a partier and, and stuff. But you know we 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 held it back a little bit, and you know we, we went out there. You know, basically my thing is I was going to go out there to to do the best I could do, and uh, because it's it's pretty expensive coming from Florida, you yeah. know, across the country to uh, to compete and. I just wanted to make sure that I, I put out the, the good, you know, the best product I could. And I, I, I pretty much stayed focused. Last year, you had uh, Pitmaker getting into the finals with uh, just half chicken, which uh, was cooked phenomenally from uh, all accounts. Uh, and then they are just very close to winning the overall. Uh, there was some type of, oh, I don't want to call it controversy, but. Uh, some idea that perhaps with the brisket that they turned in, uh, there was a longer wait between how it was normally going leading up to the final table and then how it ended up going for them at the final table. And that uh, maybe uh, pushed it past its window a little bit and, and lessened their chances at winning. So when you see uh, Pitmaker that close to taking the whole thing, oh, by the way, I think like four of the eight uh, cooks last year were all barbecue folks in one form or fashion, whether they were cooking cake or whether they were cooking real barbecue food or burgers or what have you. Um, did that give you like extra incentive to know that you could, as you said, cook American-style barbecue and not have to get too cutesy or artsy-fartsy and, and still have a really good shot at taking the whole thing? Yeah, you know, and the vibe, the vibe with the, you know, we had a, a champions party, uh, I think it was Saturday or a Sunday night, and and the vibe was, you know, the the talk was like, you know, bar, this is barbecue's chance, you know, this is barbecue's year, um, and, and and we just wanted to just, you know, we produce some some good barbecue, uh, and we we talked about doing some, you know, some crazy stuff, this, you know, stuffed ribs and stuff like that, and I just didn't feel comfortable of of doing that stuff, you know, that's not what I do, and you know, we just want to make sure that we cook, you know, some 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 of the products that we cook, you know, every week. Did you take into account who was going to be sitting on the final table evaluating your turn-ins, or can you not do that? No, it, it did not cross my mind. I knew uh, Melissa Cookston, you know, uh, you know, good, you know, just a barbecue person, and it just it, not really. Um, didn't even think about that. I don't. I don't really think I had time to think about that. It just everything was just so fast-paced, and it was just it was unreal. So you win the barbecue portion. Uh, you come up a little bit short in the overall in the final table. Uh, as far as your evaluation of uh, Sweet Smoke's performance last year versus this year, how do you how do you rate yourself from one year to the next? Uh, I just think you know last year I was I was just starting to you know I've had a real good two years, um, and I think last year it was just we were just starting to get into, I'm going to say our, our prime, you know, when we were starting to do well and, and going out there in different parts of the country, you know, we went out to, you know, just different parts of the country. We went out to uh, New Mexico in September and didn't know what to expect. And we won that contest out there. Um, and then 
going out to the West Coast, just, just a little bit different flavor profiles. We cooked in um, Laughlin two weeks before the world. And we, we, we definitely switched some things up than what we normally do down here in the Southeast. And uh, I thought in Laughlin, we had one of the best cooks we've had in the last two years. And, and our results didn't really show it. So we, we actually switched some flavors up and for the world. And it, it definitely, uh, definitely helped. You know, I talk to pitmasters every week and I've almost stopped asking the question. And maybe it's different for the Westers. Uh, the Westerners that travel east, uh, but for guys that are east or, or southeast based as you are going west, uh, is there really that big of a, of a flavor profile difference? I mean, normally people would say, uh, I, I, if I'm cooking in Tucson or if I'm cooking in New Hampshire or points southeast and west, I'm going to cook the same way because good barbecue is good barbecue. But from what I'm hearing from you, there is at least some, some pockets of flavor profiling that would need to change if that's not what you're usually cooking. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, you know, like I said, good barbecue is good barbecue. As long as, you know, we always say it's good average barbecue, you know, it, it, it goes well with any part of the country. Um, you know, I, I kill it down here in, in pork. Um, but when I go out there, you know, I definitely change the flavor, you know, my, my finishing sauce of my pork for the, for the, uh, the West coast. And I think, you know, it's more, it, it's a lot sweeter. Um, I was not putting the, uh, the sweetness on the pork that I do, you know, down here in the Southeast and, and, you know, the last couple of years I've been out West, you know, I just been hammered on pork and then, uh, we, we switched some things up. My brother, uh, Jeff was, has been cooking out there, you know, kind of, we, we, you know, he, he, he cooked uh, a few contests out there, uh, before the world. And it was basically for, uh, a test for, you know, flavor for, for the world. And we, we switched some things up and, and it, you know, and it helped, and it helped us. Jim Elser from Sweet Smoke Q joining me here on the show. Sweet Smoke, and then the letter Q.com is the website if you want to check it out here while we're talking. Get yourself some succulent products that we gave away to the uh, caller just this past segment. Um, Jim, you're also uh, the, the current FBA team of the year, uh, the year before, literally, uh, you know, shades away from uh, having now two uh, consecutive years underneath your belt. But uh, you find yourself atop the leaderboard currently as well for the 2015 race. And, uh, you know, for the people that that follow KCBS, that one's coming to a close. Uh, But uh, 2015 off and running for uh, the Florida Barbecue Association. Uh, How has your season as you're seeing it uh, been going so far. And, and I guess for the people that don't know, when does the FBA team of the year season start and run till? Well, up until uh, the 2014, it was, uh, you know, January to December, but they decided to uh, change it to uh, September to September. Uh, I, I don't know what the reason was, maybe because of the, you know, the Jack and, or, or something like that. But uh, right now it's, you know, the 2014 ended in, uh, Basically, the last contest, uh, I think it was in August. So we're, we're, you know, September to August right now. Uh, you're, you're leading the points race right now. Um, how, uh, how are you finding uh, the cooks going? Obviously pretty well. I mean, the success is there. But have you made any adjustments from last year to this year, or is it pretty much the same? It, it's pretty much the same. Um, you know, I, I do tweak here and there a little bit. Depends on what what part of the southeast I go to. You know, if I go go to the, it's kind of weird. It, it's you know, I go to the North Florida. You know, I, I change a little bit just because I don't usually do as well up there. Um, and then in the last couple of years, I, I've realized that. And you know, I, I keep kind of notes of you know from year to year as where I go and what flavors I use. 
you know, have used and what, what works. So, you know, I, I do change from, you know, from time to time, just a little bit different things. I don't change a lot, but I do change a little bit. So, I mean, you've been doing this for a little while now. You've seen uh, quite a bit of success, especially in the Florida Barbecue Association uh, portion of it. Have you, or let me rephrase the question, could you look at the contest that you've been to and either done extremely well and or won or both and gear a potential FBA Team of the Year run just around the competitions that you know you can do well in and kind of honey hole your way into a, another championship or can it not work that easily? No, not down here, you know, it's, it's, you know, the FBA is, you know, every contest counts. So the, the, the more you do, the, the better your chances of, you know, obtaining the, the team of the year. Um, you know, so it's not, it's not like other uh, sanctioning bodies where they take the, you know, the, the top 10 or, or, or whatever you, every single contest counts. And, um, you know, we're competing with, uh, you know, some of the top uh, pit masters, you know, down here in the South week in and week out. So you get, you have to be on your game. And, uh, you, if you want to run for that team, either, you got to cook, you pretty much have to cook every contest. You're up at the top. You have hot Wachulas, I believe is in second and, you know, a similar cast of faces between three and 10 right. uh, and then everybody else. Uh, do, do you think that uh, Florida barbecue association and the cooks there are, uh, getting the respect that they deserve, or do you still think it's a little bit of a, of a stepchild scenario? I think it was a stepchild. You know, you know, I, it was like, you know, we, up until, you know, the world, I, I think, I, I really feel like, you know, you know, with the win out there, we, we kind of put, we kind of put the, uh, you know, the Florida or the FBA on, on the kind of the map and say, Hey, we are a force to be reckoned with. Um, you know, I, it, we, we've always like, you know, said that, you know, bring any, uh, you know, top pit masters, you know, come across the country and, and bring them down here in Florida, or we'll go up, you know, wherever, and we can compete um, with those guys. Is it incorrect for me to say that the the teams that come down to you don't fare as well as you going out of Florida and competing in other sanctioning events? Well, I think it's the... Uh the uh the the difference of the fba compared to the the kcbs you know they you know we don't use the uh the, the greens or the you know the parsley or the, the lettuce in the box uh we got the hour uh turn in times and it's just a little bit different I, I think you know that might intimidate a little you know some of the some of the cook teams that don't normally you know cook you know outside the uh the kcbs and um you know or a lot of us uh most of us uh fba teams you know we we do cook you know, KCBS. So we're, 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 we're used to, uh, you know, that type of, you know, format. Jim Elser, Sweet Smoke Q Juice. Uh, I'm sorry, Sweet Smoke Q Pitmaster, uh, creator of the Sweet Smoke Q Juice. And then let me ask you about the new product. You've had the, uh, the beef injection out for a little while now. Uh, how are you finding that selling and, uh, and, and working, I guess? Um, it's, it's off, off the charts, you know, I wouldn't expect the, you know, the, uh, the outcome, you know, of, of sales of the beef juice, but, um, you know, it, it, the pork juice still, um, outperform or outsells the, uh, the beef juice, uh, just because the beef or the pork has been out, you know, about three years. So I think it's just, uh, catching on to people, but it's, um, I'm, I send it out to, you know, people across the country every day. I have to ask you last weekend, you're watching this past weekend, you're watching the big 10, championship game between Wisconsin and Ohio State and I mean I didn't think that 
Wisconsin was going to beat Ohio State, but I had no idea they were going to put a 59-point ass-kicking on one of the best defenses out there in the country, uh, plus having a pretty prolific offense as well. As one of the biggest Buckeye honks anywhere in the face of barbecue, were you completely ecstatic at not I only was, the... Yeah, uh, yeah I, was, I, was, uh, I was more than ecstatic, you know. I just, you know, especially putting that many points against, you know, the second-ranked defense in the country. Uh, especially with with a, a third string quarterback, yeah, it was blew my mind. Do you do you agree? Well, I mean, it's a leading question, but uh, for the people that are poo pooing the fact that the Buckeyes have now gotten in, albeit a number four, uh, and I can make a case that if the Buckeyes get into the national championship game, there should be no dispute that they have earned it because they're going to have to go through Alabama to get there. Right. That's It'll a different a discussion. Game. But uh, for the people that are poo-pooing the fact that the Buckeyes have gotten in, how do you answer those critics? Uh, you know, I deal with it, you know, being in Florida, you know, with Florida State, you know, people down here. It's just, I, I don't know. It, it, the Big Ten gets a bad rap uh, against the SEC. Um, I, I don't know. It, it just, I just let it go in one ear and out the other. And, you know, we'll settle it out in the field. And at, at the end of the day, we'll, you know, We'll see what happens. Uh, are you anticipating a large Buckeye lopsided victory when they play the Alabama Crimson Tide on the first? Well, I hope I hope so because I'll uh, I'll be in New Orleans uh, on that on that on that game there, so that'll be great. <laughs> uh, where are you going to be cooking at next, Joe? I'm heading to uh, Perry, Florida, this weekend, and that'll be our, my our last one for the year. And I'm taking a little break, doing a little vacation. I'll be heading back out to Vegas for uh, over Christmas, and then coming back and. Heading to to uh, New Orleans, so I'm gonna take a little time off and and then get back at it the first of the year. All right, uh, Jim Elser is the pitmaster of Sweet Smoke Q again. The website Sweet Smoke the letter Q dot com. Check out the products. Check out what they are up to. Uh, Jim, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on tonight. Thanks, Greg. You got it. There he is. Go Buckeyes. Jim Elser, Sweet Smoke Q. Sweet Smoke and the letter Q.com is the website if you want to check it out. Robin Lindar is coming up out of the break. Uh, folks, if you're like me, you got to step up the barbecue and grilling game. No easier way, no quicker way, better way than by using a little Dave Bosca Butcher BBQ.com stuff. That's right. Uh, you have the injections, all of the injections. You have the, uh, the new pork injection. You have the... Uh, open pit rotisserie you have the bird boosters premium injection the pork injection prime injection everything that you know and love about the butcher barbecue stuff is true time tried and tried again head on over to butcherbbq.com hook yourself up with all of the available products if you're looking for the go-to rubs the go-to sauces Friends, you have hit the proverbial mother load here as well. Butcher's Barbecue, a full line of award-winning rubs. One of my personal favorites, of course, and I believe I am now from the five-pound bag to the quarter-pound bag of uh, Honey Rub. That's part of my North Coast offense. I love the Honey Rub. If you love pork, you love chicken, it's good on both. It's also good on popcorn, for crying out loud. Uh, if you haven't tried the Honey Rub, I'm telling you it's a 100% stone-cold lead pipe locked of succulents. 
Uh, you have the steak and brisket rub, of course. How about the premium rub? If you inject with butchers, formulated to work with the injection, a perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. Last but not least, of course, the sauce, the sweet barbecue sauce. Look, it's no surprise. When it comes to sauce, I'm as picky as it gets because I think I make a pretty mean homemade barbecue. But if I don't have any on hand, you know I got at least three or four bottles of the sweet barbecue sauce from Butcher's Barbecue. Everybody loves it here in this house. I have a freaking house full of women over here. Got wife, got daughters all over the place. You know, they're probably not too keen on the random crap that you can buy at the store. You know, no shortcuts taken here by Young Dave Bosket Butcher Barbecue. Took the time and effort to make a quality sauce. No liquid smoke. Forget about it. Grab a box of six. In the end, it's going to go fast. Believe me. You'll thank me for it later. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Stock up now. Butcher Barbecue. Always trust your butcher. All right, we're back with Robin Lindars right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Thanks again to Jim Elser from Sweet Smoke Q. Last segment's interview. Helping me close the show tonight, a uh, traditional monthly guest, although <clears throat> maybe not the last couple months. You can find her as the creator of the Grill Girl blog. Let's race over to the hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Robin Lindar. Robin, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Greg? Doing absolutely fabulous. All right. So we have huge news to announce. Not Christmas. Not new cookers, not any of this crap that we would normally talk about. One of the first questions I've ever asked you was, what the F is going on with this girl.com website address? G-R-I-L-L and then G to the three R's to the L. And you're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Some girl took it. But we have huge news sweeping the nation. As a matter of fact, I'm going to play this sounder, and then you can reveal. A Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Greg Rebbe here at the update desk in Barbecue Central. We're going to throw it live to Robin Lindars down in Florida. Robin. All right. All right. Yeah, I did. I actually did a rebrand a couple of times, but I finally got the damn URL I've been wanting to get forever. So, um, you know, some lady in Canada just wouldn't sell it. And I guess finally I figured out the price that was, you know, her pain point. And so I finally bought grillgirl.com, the regular spelling, not the punk rock version like I was doing before. And, um, yeah, so I switched my URL over. Um, and now I don't have to continue confusing everyone like I have done for the past, gosh, six years. 
Yeah. It's so pretty that, exciting. That was just that was Grill just Girl, G-I-R-L, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I confused everyone yeah. for so long. But you know what's funny is when you do a rebrand, there's so many different things involved, right? Because you have all your social housing consistent, right? So it was kind of, it's, you know, even if, even with Facebook, you have to send them a, an email oh. and ask for permission to, to change your name. Everything's like a process. But um, I'm super stoked I finally got it. It's That's one of the, the highlights of the year. I thought you were going to mention my other big news that I announced on my site today. All right. Uh, you've announced something else on your site. So let's first go to the news a guy. Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. All right. Greg Rampey at the Cleveland, Ohio uh, breaking news desk. We go live to Robin Lindars down in Florida. <laughs> well, your dad actually left me a sweet note on my Facebook page today. Um, so I, I announced, like, you know, I put a new burger recipe up. I put, like, yep. a pimento cheese, bacon, jalapeno burger up. Like, oh, and by the way, um, I'm pregnant on my site today. So, yeah! Um, <laughs> I think a lot of you guys, all my barbecue peeps, which you already knew, but I made it officially official on my site today. So, Robin, I'm sure I'm going to ask the question that many are wondering. How do you get pregnant? Yeah, yeah little joke. Uh, <laughs> I think sometimes tequila may or may not yeah. be involved. You know, it depends it was... on what your Saturday night looks like. Oh, there goes my cat. That looks like my cat. Wow. Look at that. Oh, my God. It looks like my cat, Peanut. I'm not even kidding. Really? Get that cat over here. Show that cat to everybody. Okay, hold on. All right. Come over here, you cat. Look at this thing. Wow. This is crazy. Look at He's got a white stripe on his head. He he almost looks like my cat. It's like a tuxedo cat, right? Yeah. Yeah, wow. She adopted us like three years ago. I mean, three months ago, uh, right after my dog Connor died, and I was so depressed, and... um. She like it was really odd and cool how it happened. Um, she just kind of like showed up, and I've never been a cat person. Oh, me neither. And she just um and meowing and come here. And um, the next thing you know, she's like staring in the door back at my other two dogs, <laughs> and then I let her in, and then she goes and lays right underneath um the picture of my dog that just passed. And if you look at them, they both have very similar markings. And then she proceeded to like lay in all of his spots. It was just very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So um, I felt like it was a sign. And um, I always said I wasn't a cat person, but actually, if I if all cats were like her, then I definitely would have never said that because she's awesome and yeah. super cool. So wow. um, so yeah. Now I have two dogs and a cat. Yeah, I had a very a grill master right here. There you go. We've got a <laughs> we got a grill master to be named uh, later. Uh, I had a similar experience, except the, the the neighbor two houses up from me ran a cat whorehouse, and uh, I'm not kidding. And this little well, my cat now was like probably six weeks underfed. And just camped out on my deck. And, of course, you know, my daughters and my wife fed that freaking thing. And you can't get rid of it. And all of a sudden, I got a cat. I mean, I love cats. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you know, I guess for a cat, he's all right. I guess. We're buds. She's she's definitely entertaining. So, yeah, there's a couple new additions to the family. Yeah, there you go. All right. So, we got uh, the holidays coming up. Of course, everybody is wondering... Uh, I got some uh, input from Meathead in the first hour, but people want to know, hey, I got some uh, gifts to buy for people or some of the people on my list are barbecue and grillers. 
what should I get them? Some things that uh, Grill Girl is seeing as hot items or, or ones that you would recommend people to spend money on? Yeah. And you know, Greg, I always, I've kind of been focusing this year too on not just buying stuff, but also I think that there's something to be said for um, doing things homemade, right? Like, um, you know, if you have a favorite barbecue rub, why not make that and give it to, you know, to people in tent? It's not like you have to give your favorite recipe. You don't have to give them the recipe, but you know, like I know I do that sometimes for people in the family and they love it. Um, and that's kind of like giving of yourself because it's a lot easier to just buy something than it is to do something homemade. I think, um, other things are, I don't, I don't know if you saw this on my site, but this has always been a favorite thing of mine is to build a barbecue gift basket. So, um, you buy a chimney and then you fill it with all your favorite stuff. And, um, you know, it could be your favorite rubs, skewers, types of wood, um, you know, all kinds of different neat stuff, tongs, uh, fire starters, I mean, whatever it is, but, um, you can really customize it based on that person. Um, so that's, that's my my fun DIYs for finishing salts, right? Like that's easy and fun to do and you can get really creative with it. Like I just made a citrus finishing salt. Um, essentially you can like dehydrate uh, like citrus peels in your oven and then pair it with, you know, like a sea salt or um, even do like, go go a little step further, do like a, a citrus rosemary finishing salt or, you know, combos. In fact, if you look at... Um, Watch out. Sorry. <laughs> Crazy cat. Sorry about that. The other day I was like working in my office and I look back and she's like swinging from the chandelier. Like, like I said, <laughs> she's um, super entertaining. So um, I call her ninja cat sometimes. Anyway, sorry for the distra- distraction. Um, but you know, if you look at Adam Perry's, he gives all kinds of really cool finishing salt ideas, like even taking charcoal mixing it with um salt to to really add extra smokiness so there's a lot of neat stuff you can do um one thing i'm giving to my neighbors and some of my girlfriends some of my friends this year is i'm making little diy s'mores kits so that um buy a cool mason jar your gourmet chocolates right like your sea salted chocolate your caramel your your chili lime chocolate whatever like the really fun neat stuff Pair it with marshmallows. You can also buy the really nice, fancy marshmallows, not just the stuff you find at, like, your grocery store. Graham crackers. And then I ordered these little, um, like, fire uh, skewer. These skewers for, um, you know, doing roasting marshmallows, which you can do over your grill, which is a fun thing to do with the family. Um, and then, you know, you, you wrap it all up together. I bought these really cute... Um, like little chalkboard stickers, which are like so functional and cool and in and, and right now. Um, and then you've got a nice reusable that's kind of a, as a fun thing to do outside. Um, Robin, so Robin, on, hold on one second. I know not everyone wants to do DIY. <laughs> that's just me channeling my inner Martha Stewart this time yeah. of year. Robin, can you <laughs> hold on one second? I'm going to, I'm going to dump you real quick and then I'm going to call you right back. Okay. All right. And the connection is making me want to blow my head off. Oh, my God. She's got such a great connection. I understand. All right. There we go. Sorry about that. 
that, that sound better? Uh, yeah, it was just kind of vadering out a little bit. So I figured I'd try the dump and and uh, come back. So all right, so you're channeling your your inner Martha Stewart for the for the uh, the gift baskets and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And another thing is, um, this is an expensive. This is an exp- inexpensive thing to do. Is I like I like the idea of going vintage. Um, like if you're like me and you love to cook and especially grill, right? Grill smoke, anything related to fire. Yeah. Um, you can find vintage cookbooks online for like practically nothing, right? Like, um, if you go on Etsy or eBay, you can find vintage Weber cookbooks for like four or five bucks. So for someone who's really into cooking and grilling and even the history of grilling, cause I mean, Weber's kind of like a staple of Americana, right? And so is grilling, I think. Um, that's a cool idea. And also things like vintage salt and pepper shakers. Um, like especially you can find all kinds of really cute, pig salt and pepper shakers that are on Etsy um, for like anywhere from like $3 to $20, depending on how old and rare they are. But for, you know, the barbecue person in your life, who probably has, and, you know, even Ray Lampy has a a light up pig next to his Christmas tree this year. I saw (laughs) on Facebook, people appreciate fun pig stuff. So that's an idea as well. Um, but moving on to things like gadgets, yeah. you know, we all love gadgets, right? Yes. Um, I always have this on my list because it's, and there's a reason and it's because they're awesome, is a pen. Um, I mean, by now probably barbecue people in your circle have one, but if they don't, well, I think it's the gift that continues giving and they've made some upgrades to the thermopen, right? Like they come out with new cool colors. Like now they, they'll have like special edition camo and neat colors. And then now they do like the backlit thermopen. So... Um, I always recommend that, but if that's, I mean, that's in your, like, like your dollar price range, right? So that may not be in everyone's budget, but they've come out with a lot of neat stuff this year as well, just for really making sure you can maintain, um, temperature. Like they have the, what's it called? The thermopop, yeah. which is kind of like a smaller, uh, a smaller thermopen, right? Like it's going to be about 30 bucks, which is a great stocking stuffer. Um, and it's still as fast as the thermopen, but it'll still get the job done. And it's not going to be like those crappy thermometers that take like two minutes to read a temperature that you would buy at the store yeah. um, that are basically, you know, by the time you get a temperature, you've let all the the heat spill from your grill or <laughs> smoker. Um, I always also put this on because I just feel like there are staples that deserve to be out. Do you use those, Greg, that like made by Craycourt? What are they? They're cast iron grill grill grates, and they're made from they're oh. from a company called Craycourt. No, yes. I don't. I, I use stainless steel, but uh, I've just cooked through one side of my stainless steel grates after a couple of years. So I actually am in the market for new grill grates. These are the bomb, and you know, what's funny is that. Excuse me for a second. Yeah. Sorry. Look out! It's like it's like um, Animal Kingdom over there. It is. Got any birds? It's on crack. She's like 13, but God bless her. She's so high energy and I'm so thankful, but she's like super antsy. Like, you know, once the doors close, she wants back out. You know, when she's out, she wants back in. But so, yeah, uh, cast iron grill grates are awesome because, you know, just like when you cook on cast iron, you get like a nice uh, caramelization and they add really kick ass char marks to everything you grill on. And um, so, let's say, for example, you're 
you're on your um your kettle right your weber yep. kettle yep. or even your egg um you buy the grates in quadrants so that you can basically go around it's really convenient um so they're going to range depending on the size that you need probably in the 50 bucks range but totally worth it and it's it's like cast iron you keep it seasoned right which if anytime you grill, you I, you naturally season them anyway because you want to coat your grill grates yeah. with some oil so your meat doesn't stick. So you're killing two birds with one. Plus, I think in, in the uh, when you're done cooking, uh, when I say when you're cooking with the raw cast iron, if it's not treated, oh, hold on one second, turn this damn music off. I'm not done talking. Um, when you're done cooking, uh, you ramp it up, you do a little bit of a burn off, and then once it starts to cool back down, like when it's getting in at like 400 degree range, I hit it with like Pam or a little Crisco and let it burn back in as it starts to cool down. So you're reseasoning it uh, every time after you cook, and that way you can you never have to worry about the rust. Because that's one thing you worry about with any uh, raw cast iron is once a little speck of rust gets on there, man, it's like it takes over. Oh, it does. It totally does. Yeah. I'm dealing with that right now. Um, my house is a total disaster right now. That's why you see boxes behind me because I'm basically living out of my <laughs> guest room. This is how everything seems to have just taken on a new level of not being maintained the right way. But anyway, um, so have you heard of the loof lighter, Greg? It's a joke, right? I think I brought the loof lighter to America. I thought I no way. I've, I've had the, I had the owner of loof lighter from Sweden on my show. Oh, well, then that was a really dumb question. Um, I'll let it slide. You know what? We talked about this. Like, blame it on, like, the pregnancy crazies or whatever. <laughs> but um, I love the loof lighter. People are always asking me, is it worth the investment? Yes. It's totally worth the oh, investment. No. And it's just cool. I mean, it's just a cool gadget, right? Like, it's like a heat gun that you're – I mean, the fact that it starts cold so quickly. Yes. It's a big plus for me. So it's dark so early. It's much colder out. Some like getting the the coals started faster is a big deal and totally worth the investment. Yeah. Plus, I love the um, built-in beer hook yes. that it has on it. Right, that's right. really cool. And it looks cool when you bring it to someone's house. They're like, "What is that?" And you're like, "Oh, it's my loof lighter." <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, well. um, loving the loof lighter. And the, so this one's new on my list this year. Um, it's called the Flame Boss. Have you have you heard of it? Uh, yes, the Flame Boss. Yes, I actually did some videos for them. I did uh, the video, uh, my the turkey video for them, and I did uh, their like introductory videos. But while doing the videos, I actually got to really like the tool. So what it is, is I guess if we can be like a crew or um, what's the name of the other ones, but essentially it's it's a smoker babysitter, right? Like yep. it's going to monitor the internal temperature of your smoker. It's going to monitor the um, temperature of your meat and once you, you know, and so it's got the fan that attaches to your smoker so that basically it's going to maintain consistent temperatures. Um, and then it's also going to notify you when you've reached your internal temperature and it'll ramp down the temperature once you've hit that spot, like right. that internal temp. So um, what I like about it is that I, it can be, ba- it'll babysit my smoker like I actually smoked a pork butt and then went to the beach and I was like, it's cool. I've got my, my flame boss on. So, um, that's a pricier 
investment. I think that's in like the two ninety nine range. I want to say, but for someone who smokes a lot, I think a gadget like this is a, is an, a, an investment worth making. You know, because uh, any kind of deviation in temperature on your smoker can really mess something up, especially if it's when you have a lot of stakes in the game for something like a competition where you spend a lot of money and um, not having the temperature being controlled, even something like if it rains and all of a sudden your smokers cool down or you get a snow and you know, you just can't, you're having a hard time regulating. I think that's really where a tool like this can, can really come in handy. Yeah. I would of course recommend the barbecue guru sponsor of the show. Just, you know, that's just me, but flame boss sounds great. I should not be mentioning what's awesome is that um, they are Florida guys. So I like to, you know, you know, support my people. Of course. Um, But yeah. And then I always, you know, in my, in my gift guide, I always kind of this year, I always mention my favorite grills, but this year I laid out which grills I think are right for which type of. Like I even put it like a type, right? Like, Like everyone knows that big green egg is like a bigger investment. But for me, you know, I have people asking me about it all the time. And I'm always like, it's not right for everyone. You need to really be into grilling to yeah. invest in a big green egg, yeah, right? Like, absolutely. If you're just a, oh, I grill like once a month type person, then don't buy a grill. Then don't, that's not like the right grill for you. You know what I mean? You really need to be into it to want to take it to the next level to get an egg. Um, another one that I think is really cool for someone who's really, really into um, grilling and is looking to get more into smoking um, is the, the uh, hold on, I'm having a right now, is the pit barrel cooker. Yeah. I know we've talked about it. Yeah. Love the pit yeah. barrel. I have one. You do? Okay. I think that is an amazing grill, and I cannot figure out why it does such a kick-ass job. I think maybe it's the way the um, charcoal is at the bottom, and it kind of circulates maybe in a convection style. I mean, what do you think it is? I don't know. Noah Glanville is obviously some type of mad genius because you can hang shit that is literally two inches away from coals, and it doesn't burn. It's it's mind-boggling all on its own. And I feel like um, the way it's in a barrel, something the way that the barrel is sealed or whatever the metal is or whatever, but it offers like a nice crust on meat and a flavor that I haven't found in anything else. And what's funny is it's almost like over-engineering, over-engineer things, right? Like you want to tinker a lot. And he's like, this actually really doesn't need a lot of tinkering. It's more like set and forget it, right? Yeah. and what I did was, of course, I over tinkered, but I think it's great for someone who's looking to kind of, you know, do something different, right? Like maybe you've been playing on a Weber uh, kettle and you're like, oh, I want to maybe get more into smoking. Like, I mean, the price point for that is is doable, right? I think he's at 300 right now. Yeah, so if like someone's that. looking to invest in a new grill, I think that's a pretty versatile grill because you can grill and smoke in it. So you're, you're still killing two birds with one stone. Absolutely. That's and I like supporting Noah because he is a U.S. veteran. It's an American-owned company. It's made in the U.S. We know most a lot of grills are not made in the U.S. anymore. Like even Weber, a lot of the parts are made in China, yep. even if they're assembled in the U.S. So. Parts of me were made in China. <laughs> 
Exactly, exactly. What was on Meathead's list? I was out to dinner. I was trying to get home to see what he oh, had. Oh, he said something about Thermo, Thermo Works as well. He doesn't use the Thermopen. He was pimping one of the other products. But, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, uh, for us, it's the go-to is get a, a decent thermometer to somebody that you really love that knows if they like cooking and they, they want to step it up, you got to know where your meat temperature is so you're not overcooking or you're not undercooking because you don't want to kill anybody when you're serving them food. And I think the Thermopen is really, uh, is really aces. I mean, it's 85 bucks. Um, people probably want to poop a little bit when they, when they see the price tag. But look, you, I mean, you buy it once, you buy it forever. And the product is great and the service is great and the company is great. Yeah, and if there's ever anything that happens with it, they're going to replace it. And they, I mean, they again are a U.S.-based company. I like supporting them. Um, and think of the investment every time you cook and you purchase meat, and you're guessing. Yeah, all the time. That's a major risk. Like I know all of my, um, like when I do my women's grilling clinics, that's like in my top five things. I'm like buy a meat thermometer so you stop guessing, and then you don't have rubber chicken syndrome or you don't burn the crap out of your chicken, which everyone does, you know, because they're afraid to kill, like you said, to kill someone. Why guess? Why not just know and then just pull the meat off when it's ready, you know? So um, other things I was mentioning are things like cedar wood planks. Um, there's things like wood, like art, like wood. It's not something you would find at your Weber Big Green Egg store, like the, the local ones. Um, things like, you know, you can buy really neat stuff online that would be cool stocking stuffers like um, uh, guava wood, avocado wood. I ordered some of that pimento wood from Jamaica, and yep. I swear when the box came to my house, my husband thought I was uh, buying other things because it <laughs> came, which actually when I first logged on, you were talking about a cookie, and I was like, what kind of cookie is Greg talking about? Did he just go to Colorado, or what's the deal? No, not me. No way. <laughs> my body is my temple. I know. I know, but I was laughing because you're like, what? what's the deal with them coming individually wrapped? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it's a little wacky. Uh, Robin Lindars is the creator of the Grill Girl blog. You can now find it at grill g i r l grillgirl dot com. Uh, you can find out all those uh, st- things that she's mentioned here. Uh, it'll be listed uh, along the website there. Uh, Robin, always appreciate the time. Again, congratulations on the website. Congratulations on the uh, pit master or pit mistress that is baking away as we speak. And uh, it's a. Do we know for sure it is? It's a boy. Oh. He has a boo-boo. You can see it. As- Look at you. All right. well, I, only, uh, I only made girls, so I can't give you any advice about the boys, other than I think you just treat them all the same and don't be afraid to muscle them around a little bit. Oh, I'm sure my husband will have him mowing the grass by the time he's three. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, corporal punishment is key. All right, uh, Robin, always appreciate the time, and we'll look for you again next month. Everyone. All right, take care. There she is, Robin Lindars, everybody. Yeah, real good. Oh my God, that lag was brutal. <laughs> well, not everybody can have a blazing fast. So I guess when you got that much clothes in the room that you're giving the interview in, it probably sucks up some of the bandwidth, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's hurry up and get out of here. Kevin is ready to kill me, I bet. Uh, all the way back in the first hour was Meathead talking about fried chicken, amazingribs.com. Jim Elser from Sweet Smoke Q was on in the second hour talking about World Food Championships victory in the barbecue side. His current team of the year status in the FBA and the reigning uh, year of victory that he is doing from 2014. And Robin Lindar's grillgirl.com. 
talking about some of the gift ideas, the fact that she is uh, pregnant, sorry guys, and getting the new website, grillgirl.com, which she has wanted for years. Uh, if you are using raw cast iron, as I just mentioned during our interview with Robin, reseason it each and every time. A little pain, a little Crisco, it starts to cool down generations of rust-free service. Also, September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Till next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.